when you go to bed with a t-shirt on, all right, you're gonna you're gonna be moving around. You're gonna be pulling that collar, stretching it. What it's happens in your bed, Gene? It's a lot. What is it's happening lot. that there's so much wear and tear just from lying oh. down in bed? This is a podcast. It's called Everything Is Not Okay. I bet you were expecting the same intro as the last episode, but ha, you were wrong. I got all kinds of tricks up my sleeve. I'm actually standing right behind you. Made you look. Anyway, enjoy this episode of Everything Is Not Okay. So Gene, I wanted to talk to you about something before we get to the main reason I brought you to the table today. Do you do you have sleep shirts versus daytime shirts, and do they ever blend together? What do you think about that? For sure. I mean, I don't, I would never. I mean, there's just it seems they each have their function, and you know there are shirts that I love that I would never ever consider wearing to bed. Do you split these shirts up? How do you feel about this? So I used to. I used to do this, Gene. I used to have a very clear line in the sand. These are my sleep shirts. And these are my public shirts, the shirts that I, wore, I, that I wear out. And I feel like COVID changed the game for me because I used to go, I used to you know, sleep in my sleep clothes. I'd get up and I would change into something appropriate for the office. And now I don't have to worry about that because for the most part, 99% of the time, I'm working in my basement, so I'm not going anywhere. So there are situations where I've gone as far as wearing a black long sleeve tee. And that seems to be where the, you know, where the Venn diagram, where it falls right in the middle, that those long sleeve cotton tees, I wore it to work. I'll say in my basement on, you know, on a video call, I wore it to bed because it was just so comfy. Then the next day I woke up and I wore it the whole rest of the day. And I will say, I'm not a dirty person. If I, if I sweated in the thing, if I, Felt like anything unsavory had happened in the shirt, it would go right in the hamper, right, to get washed. But I feel like there's been this blend that's, for me, happened over the past few years where the stuff that I'm wearing to bed also makes an appearance on work calls or, or, or at the store. I mean, does that make you uncomfortable to hear that? I mean, there are many things that you just said that make me feel uncomfortable, Joey. But I, I will say, what sounds like, for me, what you're saying... You have a distinction between these two types of shirts uh, because one is for war- work and one is for, for fun or for sleeping. Like there's, it has nothing to do, it doesn't sound like, why well, I have a distinction. There's a, there's a reason, it has nothing to do with like, I need separation, you know, in my life between sleeping and working or, or going out. It has nothing actually to do with separation at all. For me, it has to do with the, the wear and tear on a shirt. When you go to when you go to bed with a t-shirt on, all right, you're gonna you're gonna be moving around, you're gonna be pulling that collar, stretching it. What it's happens in your bed, Gene? It's a lot. <laughs> what is it's happening lot. that there's so much wear and tear just from lying oh. down in bed? I don't know, I'm asleep. And so for me it's the wear and tear. I don't I loved that. That was one of those t-shirts where like I would go to work, I feel confident. You know, these are you wear the things you feel confident in, no matter what they look like. And now my confidence 
has been has wear and tear on it just as my shirt did so anyways i from that reason i just separate these these two things so i feel like your main concern should be that maybe you're having having violent tantrums in your sleep and you're yanking at the collars of your shirt so that that's point one i want to make this point right so i feel like we have three categories of shirts we have the public shirts the fancier shirts the ones who are most comfortable in the shirts that we would never want anybody to see that we are, are definitively sleep shirts. And then these shirts that kind of fall somewhere in the middle that could go either way. So for you, you kind of have two categories, whereas I have three. And I will say that the, the most unsavory ones are, are the ones that I would never wear in public, right? So the ones that are strictly sleep shirts, I'm talking about shirts that have like paint stains on them, holes in the armpits, shirts that I've had with me for like 20 plus years. And unfortunately for my wife, she's the only one who sees those. But then there's some that are in the middle that that used to be public shirts, but then got friend zoned a bit into this area of like, well, I'm not going to commit to you fully, but I am going to have a little fun with you once in a while and, and, and take you to bed. <laughs> This is your uh, Guma shirt. This is like your. It, it is. I actually saw it once on Twitter that somebody tweeted out. I don't know who it was. That I lose respect for a shirt after I take it to bed. <laughs> it's I never feel quite like the same after that. See, I feel like you gotta commit. I, I don't like this. This concerns me, Joey. I mean, about this like middle ground shirt. I, I just feel like, I mean, if anything, give it to someone who could use a shirt, you know, donate it. Like this middle ground, you're just, I just feel like you're stringing it along, you know, and I feel, you know, maybe it's time to just like cut that string and let it, and let it go. You bring up an interesting point though. There are shirts at certain points when they move from going out or just everyday shirts to sleep shirts. That is a thing. Um, maybe it's pilling. My shirt's pilling. Don't want to wear pilled shirts anymore. Can't depill it. I'm going to turn this into a sleep shirt. Like there are. So that's happened are, for you. Oh, of course, pilling happens to everyone. Joey. There's no, you can't stop pilling. So like, <laughs> yes. So there are shirts also just natural wear and tear. Again, I'll use the collar as an example. Uh, it's just getting a little worn down, you know, or maybe, you know, the rip thing, a rip thing happens. Then it's like, okay, well, look, I have a, we have a sit down and a serious conversation and then, treated me well and now i'm gonna move you over to the uh, sleep section of the i have a whole drawer dedicated to sleepwear i'm gonna ask you yeah. a question now so yeah. you said there have been instances where a shirt went from you know public out shirt to being a sleep shirt has the opposite ever happened have you ever had had a shirt you thought was a sleep shirt and you thought you know what you're a little too nice for the bed i'm gonna t i'm gonna take you out to see people no absolutely not no, absolutely how how could it Absolutely not. I mean, a sleep shirt, if I buy, because first of all, that means I bought the shirt for sleeping in, meaning it's, you know, it's not like, it's more built for, for comfort. So for you, that's like a one night stand becoming your fiance. That's, that's right. It's too big a leap. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I want to welcome everybody back to Everything Is Not Okay. I am Joe. He is Gene. This is a podcast series about nothing, but also about everything. And uh, if, if you haven't already, follow us on Apple, on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. Don't you dare leave us a four-star review. I know where you live. 
And I wanted to talk today, other than sleep shirts versus day shirts, I want to talk about something else, Gene. We recently were at my nephew's 15th birthday party together. There was a feeling in the air of how many more of these can he get away with? The 15th birthday party felt completely fine. But how old for you is too old to have birthday parties? What are the rules in your mind? So when you say birthday parties, I'm going to I'm going to just put a finer point on that. You're talking about inviting people to your home to have a party. You're not talking about like, hey, I just turned 40. Let's go out drinking. You're talking about specifically going to inviting people to your house. Having an event of, of any kind. So whether either, either it's at a bounce house, which would be great for 40th birthday party, at your house or out to an official dinner. And I think we should be absolutely clear about this making the event about the birthday, right? Because up in, for me, up until 17 or 18, everybody's totally cool with going to your house, shelling out money for a gift for a birthday present. But then after that, okay, 21 is a milestone. You go out drinking, whoever wants to go. But then beyond that, the milestones start to spread out a little bit. You have 30, you have 40. You have 50, and this is how it is in American culture. I'm not sure about others. And then you hit 60 and 70. Then it's then it starts to, we start to become mindful that this person's getting old. So then 75 becomes a milestone. We're not there sure. There might not be an 80. There might not be an 80 at that point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I personally feel that the milestones are culturally acceptable. Nobody is going to bat an eye if you celebrate, you know, all the decades, right? Nobody will have an issue with that. I feel like you should celebrate your birthday once you're 18. Before 18, it's your parents' decision. After you're 18, it's your decision how you want to celebrate your birthday the way you want. As long, and this is a very, very important uh, footnote, as long as you don't put other people in a position to spend money they don't want to spend. So I'll tell you a, a, I'll tell you a quick story here. So I, I was probably turning 34, at this point. And I wanted to celebrate my birthday. I'm one of these lamos who like likes to celebrate their birthday every year. I don't like to ignore it. I like to celebrate it. And I invited a couple of my friends out. I did not say, I did not say, let's go celebrate my birthday. We went out, we're eating. Nobody's mentioning my birthday at all. I'm like, this is good. And we're right in the middle of dessert and somehow it comes up organically in conversation that it's my birthday like the next day. And so my buddy Ryan, who is the newer friend, yells out across the table, like, Joe, it's your birthday this weekend? I said, well, yeah, you know, it's tomorrow. Not a big year, whatever. You have to put that footnote in there, not a big year. And then literally the check comes like 30 seconds after that. And he calls out like, Joe, you're not paying for this. Like, let's all split this like three or four ways or whatever. And I just absolutely knew that my other friends were pissed. I mean, they didn't, they didn't express anything, but they did not come in there anticipating paying for me. That was, that's a bridge too far, but they, they all insisted on it. I'm like, okay, fine. But I feel like it's a delicate balance where people who want to celebrate their birthdays, but then the other side of that is people who don't want to be spending money unless it's a milestone. So this, you bring up a story that makes me think of another story, a birthday party story where I was invited to a friend's birthday party. 
there, you know, me along with uh, probably at least 15 other friends, and we were invited to this uh, to this restaurant. Uh, and you know, at the time, this is going many years back. I didn't have a lot of money. You know, uh, I wasn't making a lot of money. So like, so anyways, my wife and I, we went to this birthday party. Uh, we all sat together. I ordered, my wife and I were like, you know what? Let's just split a small pizza. You know, there's you know, it's like this table has like 20 people on it. So we all have our dinner. It's great. We're having fun. We're laughing. At the end, the check comes It's and it's one check and we're asked all to pitch in. And also we went, we distinctly had the cheapest thing at this birthday party and for, because I don't have any money. And so it was a very awkward moment. We're like, now, like, I know it's this person's birthday, but also like, I don't want to spend, you know, it was like $80. It was like $160 for Leslie and me. And we had a small pizza and I know, look, it's his birthday. It's the, it's not, we should be celebrating, but also, I, I don't know. I feel like that's, I felt it was a very awkward, unnecessary, a very awkward moment. I bring this up, but I do, I do want to kind of go back to your initial question, because we could talk about this all day, probably about the splitting up of money on a bill. Uh, but the initial question. So uh, it's interesting because I feel like there's a separation in my mind between inviting people to your house for a birthday party and going out. Because I feel like it, in my opinion, any age, you can go out and if you're in, I'm the opposite of you. I don't really want to party. Please don't even mention it's my birthday. But with me aside, I will say going out on your birthday, I think any age is good. I think you're good to go. But like doing like a, like inviting people to your home for your birthday party. Like, I don't know. I feel like it feels a little at a certain age. It's just like, don't, you know, because there's, know. there's pressure there. Another thing is as people get older, like I have an older relative who's going to turn 80 next year and the family's talking about what we're going to do for her birthday. It's like, well, you know, I, I, I think she really wants to go on a cruise, but we're going to wait until she's 80. And I said, maybe we don't wait until she's 80. You know, I mean, when I'm 78, I'm not waiting until I'm 80 to, to do that thing anymore. As is, I've already started thinking in terms of if I really want to do something, let's see if we can make it happen this year if, if it's financially possible because we get so tied in to the milestones and waiting for the milestones to do something big when there's no damn guarantee we're going to get there. A hundred. And like, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's just because we have 10 fingers and 10 toes. The whole milestone of every 10 years, like that is a made up human invented thing. And to your point, like if you want to do something, then do it like, like truly like seize the moment, like seize the day. Like you're right. Cause like I'm 75 or 78 and we're going to wait two years till I'm 80. Like, I don't know if we should be waiting that long. I don't know. Like anything could happen within those two years. Yeah. Exponentially. So. And do you like, feel like people who have only have nine fingers think, think this whole 10 year thing is bullshit? Probably like why? Like, I feel like it should be every nine years. Personally, if you have not, if, if you have nine fingers, or if you're like, who's the guy in Nigga Montoya's after? What if you have? So he had like 11, eleven fingers. Yeah, eleven fingers. It changes their perspective completely. A hundred percent. Everything. Everything changes. So just. So hey, just I think bottom line here, just celebrate the way you want. Celebrate, you know, keep your birthday in your heart the way you want, as long as it doesn't impede 
on the on the happiness and wallets of other people. Every 10 years is a different story, though. <laughs> then you can ask people for gifts. So, Gene, it's been real fun talking to you today, as always. And I'll, I guess I'll see you again when one of us turns 50. That's yeah, that sounds good. Let's, let's I'll, get you, I'll get you a nice shirt for sleeping and at that age. That was and I'll wear it in public. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'll see you next time. On every, and we'll see you next time on Everything Is Not Okay. Stay weird, everybody. Let's let's do that ending again, yeah. And I'll see you next time on every. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Can't bring it home. (laughs) And thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you. (laughs) I cannot do it. it. Let's take the landing. Here we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. And everything is not okay. Stay weird. Bye, everybody. I feel like you need to come up with a new line at the end. I can't. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. How about just goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Like, goodbye sounds so final. Like, like, bye is like, I'll see you again soon. Goodbye is like, are are you dead? I say goodbye to Charlotte sometimes before bed, and I'm like, just to be clear, it's not goodbye forever. Bye, everybody. You have been listening to Everything Is Not Okay. But how could you not know that? Be sure to subscribe to this series and find out the exact second a new episode is released.